Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That was the game that got all the attention last night. And those are the thoughts of Keyshawn and J. Will on a Game 7 classic. That is if you're a Nuggets fan. I'm not sure the Jazz fans will remember it the same way. But there was another game played yesterday that didn't get nearly as much attention just because it didn't have the stakes, right? It is the next round of the playoffs, but we're talking about game two, and that's the Celtics going up 2-0 on the Raptors. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. If you're a hoop head, Doris Burke, 8, 10 a.m. Eastern, and then... The debut of Charles Barkley on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming up at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. I'm surprised you didn't say, one more championship than Keys Lakers. That would be 17 for the Celtics and 16 for Keys Lakers. But we'll see. The Lakers obviously have an opportunity to maybe even it up. And how sweet would it be, Key, if they were to even it up against the Celtics? It certainly looks that way. Possible, it looks like right? there's a uh, Yeah, it looks like that the Celtics could be coming I could come out of the East based on the way that they're handling and dealing with the Rockets. I mean, the Rockets, the Raptors being up 2-0. Um, when you got Tatum and Brown and, and Kimball Walker and, then Mar- and Smart doing what he did, you know, from an offensive output, not just defense, this team is doing all of this incredible things with a coach that's somewhat underrated. Um, and people aren't really paying attention to what he's done in terms of a terrific job. And look, it, this is not the same Raptors team as it was a year ago with Kawhi Leonard on it. It's a totally different team, and you can see it throughout the playoffs that they kind of have been sputtering alone. And it's pretty good to get to the third round of the playoffs or the second round of the playoffs. And Jay, do you really believe that the Celtics just have just way more talent? The Raptors just may be the better overall seed here, 2-3, and three, but the Celtics are up 2-0 because I know you believe the talent lies in Boston when you look at these two teams. Yeah, so let's go through this in the Eastern Conference. When I think about the top seven players that are currently in the Eastern Conference right now of the battles that we have, okay? The team's left. The team's left, and those teams are Celtics, Raptors, um, Milwaukee, Miami. So you say top seven players. Are we going in order or just seven players? Just seven players that are currently of, the, of those four teams that we just mentioned that are competing, right, to get to the Eastern Conference. So finals. obviously off the top of your head. So I have Giannis. Giannis. Boom. Right, no particular order. Giannis, Pascal Siakam. Siakam. Chris Middleton. Jimmy Chris Butler. Butler. Jason Tatum. Tatum. Jalen Brown. Kimba Walker. It's a lot of Celtics on the end. Three, of three, three of the top seven I have play for one team. And then if I were to push it to the top nine – and please, if you're, if you're out there listening to me on Twitter, if I'm missing somebody, chime in. I've been up until 11, 30, 12 o'clock last night. <laughs> you don't need I'm to I'm on three hours of sleep. Man. No, sorry. If I go top nine, then I'm, I'm adding like Marcus Smart, Kyle Lowry. Like I'm in between those two. Fred mm-hmm. Van Vliet's kind of like there. Yeah. And then you would um, – who else? I'm trying to think. There's one more, two more that I'm trying so to Celt- think. I mean, that, that, so I, I, all I'm saying is if you go top ten, go, if you're going top ten – Gordon Hayward, if he, Gordon, was healthy, if he was healthy, if he was healthy, so if he's healthy, right? I think he's in that conversation. So, so you got if, four, potentially five, just off that team, just off alone. that. That's, a, that's exactly what I'm saying, right? If you go top ten, like if Gordon health, Gordon Hayward's healthy, he's probably in that conversation. Marcus Smart's in that conversation right there with Fred VanVleet, Kyle Lowry. It, it, it becomes really, really interesting. That's how loaded this team is. And by the way, cardiac Kimba, hmm. it looks like he's fighting through some of that injury that he had. That can't coming into this series. The knee injury. The knee injury. But the way he plays down the stretch, you just you feel confident in this team. If you need a bucket down the stretch, Cardiac Kimba will get you a bucket. He did it last night. And then you have Jason Tatum that's blossoming into an MVP caliber type player. Jalen Brown, one of the best two-way players in the game. 
They're deep and they're loaded. Kent, deep and loaded. But can Miami, if they somehow finish off, even though they're up one another, they finish off the Bucks. can Miami get through? Because I'm assuming the Celtics are going to win. Can Miami and Jimmy Butler get through the Celtics? I, I, I first and foremost need to see the game tonight. I need to see them do what they did the other night because I think Milwaukee's going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, like all this stuff about Giannis and I, somebody tweeted out the other day, I think it was one of our – um, reporters that came out and said that uh, a, a top player in the league said that Giannis shouldn't have won the defensive player of the year because he doesn't really guard the opposing team's best player. I, I And I, obviously we, we, we talked about that yesterday. I, I think you're going to see a different Milwaukee Bucks team. I still don't think they match up perfectly with the Heat, but I think you're, I, I'm still having the Bucks come out of that. Mm-hmm. So if they're playing against the Celtics, I still think the Celtics are loaded offensively. Okay. The Celtics could beat them. So we could have let- a Lakers... Celtics finals or a Clippers Celtics finals. So let's assume that Milwaukee takes care of business with Miami. It does Milwaukee does Milwaukee have enough to beat the Celtics? They have to be great defensively. They have to play way better than what they're playing right now. Yes, I, I think the Milwaukee has a legitimate chance to beat the Celtics, but you know, look, if I were looking into a crystal ball, I know it's our job to project who's going to win these things. I wouldn't be working at ESPN. I'd be on my $100 million boat in the south of France because I'd be betting money all the time in Vegas. <laughs> but I, the Celtics have a legitimate chance to win this thing. They have a legitimate chance to beat Milwaukee, and so does Miami. That would be so weird as, as 2020 has been weird already that the Celtics and the Lakers are playing and they're not at Staples Center if they're to go to the championship. They're not at TD Garden. TD Garden. I was about to call it the the parquet or what? What was the old name? Boston Garden. Yeah, the Boston, Boston Garden. Garden. That's what I was about to call it, the Boston Garden, the parquet. It 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 would be so strange, right? That they would have to play this in the bubble, so you wouldn't hear all the bad chants about the Lakers from the Celtic fans. But that's a dream match. I'm sure that's a dream matchup for the NBA wants to see right oh, now. You I mean, Clip- Clippers-Boston would still be pretty cool, but it but. wouldn't be the same as the purple and gold. So you are root for the Clippers then? Oh, yeah, for sure. For some reason, if the Lakers didn't get there and the Clippers did, I and Boston got there 100%. I don't want to see Boston win. Remember that last championship for Kobe as well against the Celtics? Now you have Kobe's passing and they play the Celtics. Oh, the I can't with the narratives. I know. I, I know, it's tough. You know you can find a lot of narratives in 2020. It's tough before we get there. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, and we're brought to you by Heineken. Just on the flip side of this, so we have uh, sung the praises of the Celtics, and they believe it, straight up. What happened to the Raptors minus Kawhi? I mean, they still had a great regular season, but what has happened to the Raptors? Well, Nick Nurse is definitely going to get fined at the postgame presser. He was complaining about the fouls. And, you know, look, Jason Tatum shot 14 free throws last night. The Toronto Raptors shot 19 collectively as a team. But Jason Tatum was also in attack mode. I, I think this team, if they're – obviously, if any team is missing shots from the outside, the Raptors have not been shooting the ball well from the three-point line. And defensively, Boston has so many options. They've been giving up a lot of threes. They've been giving up a lot of threes in these ball games. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, these guys can go. They can go. Marcus Smart – added a huge lightning bolt energy-wise to this team. And you feel like when you look for energy from Toronto, where does it come from? Where does it come from? It doesn't – if it's not Fred Van Vliet, like Pascal's not giving you that. Kyle's been struggling a little bit. They don't really have that energy mover. And uh, I think that's the, th- that's the thing that's lacking for them. They need that momentum player. And Nick Nurse was complaining a little bit about the officiating, right, and the fouls. But much like Jay said, Boston was going to the rack. 
I mean, when you when you think about it, when you when you're getting fouled because you're going to the cup, they were being aggressive and they were attacking. And that is that exactly what happens when you put yourself in that position, you're going to get fouled. And that's what happened. No question about it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, Charles Barkley here to talk NBA basketball. Our first appearance with Charles, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. But I'd be remiss if I didn't mention we're eight days away from the start of the NFL season. Our experts have put out the top 100 players in the NFL. Key is all good with one, two, and three. But when we get to number four, Key's going to explode. Wait till you see who's at four and who he thinks should be at four, who's way, way, way down the list. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're at the South Street Seaport, Lower Manhattan, not too far away, U.S. Open. Jay's a big tennis fan happening in Queens. Every single point on the ESPN family of networks. We're entering day three of the tournament. Serena, what a great win it would be for her. She has definitely struggled here lately, but perhaps a good sign taking out Christiane. Remember, on last year was a uh, round of 16 player, so she's a talented young woman. With her win, Serena broke a tie with our Chris Everett for the most U.S. Open wins by a woman in the Open era, which stretches back decades. Victory 102, Jay. It's crazy. Her 20th U.S. Open. Her 20th. That's how long she's been in tennis, and she's still winning. Dominating the game for so many years, but it has been a struggle as of late. Yankees closer Araldis Chapman threw what he normally throws, 101 near the head of pinch hitter Michael Brousseau while closing out his first save of the season. Bench is emptied between the Rays and the Yankees. Oof. Tampa 7-2 and two against the Bronx Bombers, and they lead second place New York by 3.5 in the AL East. Jay's reaction if you're watching it on ESPN News this morning. And then, uh, whew, those are tough when you see those whizzing by it. 1-0-1. And the Saints running back Alvin Kamara returning to practice on Wednesday. He had not been seen at practice since about last Friday. And uh, when these things sort of happen this close to the season, you can always 
pretty much guaranteed money is the issue. And Kamara is looking for a long-term deal. But our Jeremy Fowler does indeed say they are working towards that. They should have that resolution pretty soon. We'll talk more about... Give that man his money. He wanted that Christian McCaffrey money, though. Yeah, he may not get that, but he certainly has outperformed the current deal he has. We'll talk more about it with the NFL's best insider, Adam Schefter, coming up in 13 minutes. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you it's all about ESPN Audio at Home via your smart speaker, ESPN Audio at Home, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. And we are ready for a little NFL talk. We mentioned Kamara trying to get that big-time deal Wait, did our Kamara, reporter say he doesn't want that big time Christian McCaffrey money? Is that what is that what we reported? That essentially he won't get that. So, so he won't get that. Not yeah. that he doesn't want that though, right? Right. Correct. Because oh, okay. we always want the money, Keith. Let's be he'll, honest. He'll, he'll get close to it. Yeah, he's not yeah. looking what, for 12, it. 13 million, you think? I but, think McCaffrey's average is 16. 16. Right. It's all about the money in the first three years of the deal anyway. So if he cashes in, in the first three years, then, you know. He's good. Right. And think about both of those guys are great out of the backfield, catching passes, all that stuff. So for point of reference, our NFL reporters, we had about 46 people put their heads together, men and women, to come up with the top 100 players in the league this season. So sort of using it as from a predictive standpoint, guys, take a look what they've done in the past and look forward to what they might be able to do in this crazy 2020 season, which is going to begin in eight days when the Texans go to play Kansas City to open it all up and for just for point of reference Alvin Kamara by the way this seems a little low to me uh, but Alvin Kamara is rated number 50 in other words 49 guys who are these key did you get a vote I'm not gonna uh, answer that I plead the fifth Key is pleading okay. the fifth. Okay, so, so you, I take that as you did not get a vote. <laughs> okay. I am, I'm wondering I, who we got I, these votes from. I am not going to answer that, sir. Okay, so Kamara's at 50. Now so it's Key's being politically correct. So yeah, let's right. go to the top of the list. Key politically never. Key always tells you what he thinks. Let's go to the top 100 overall. All right, so Key, I'm going to run down, and you tell me when we kind of get to a point where we got to do a head turn. Right, yeah. Number one, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, obviously. Okay. Yes, that yeah. is correct. Number two, the Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald. It's AD is still dominant. He just had statistically didn't have a great season at expected for Aaron Donald. I mean, but he's fine at two. I don't mind. Would you have flipped because number three is Lamar Jackson. Would you have flipped Lamar Jackson, Aaron Donald, the MVP with the way he played last year, MVP, obviously. No, but because I don't expect for him to play and have the season that he had last year again this year. I just don't expect for that to happen. Okay, because it's essentially last year was his coming out party. It's hard to duplicate that again the next year. It's very, very hard when they got a full book on you of how you play and your style, and they had all offseason to study and, and figure out. It's just a little harder. It's a great point. And the critics will say, there are not many on Lamar, but the critics will say, no. you got to win a playoff game here, right? No, that they, they, look, the, the critics don't know what they're talking about. The dude played in two playoff games. One, he was a rookie, and then last year. So they need to calm down with that. Real quick, for a point of reference, before we get to number four, which I know Key is going to disagree with, just for a point of reference, Kamara at 50, Christian McCaffrey at six. So when we're kind of talking about money and similarities, that's the comparison there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, under, I don't, I don't understand I, it. I, I can't. I, I just can't. Okay. I, I don't is get that it, far of a drop-off? They seem like the same player within terms of skill set, right? Uh, considering he's one of the biggest pieces of the peg in order for the Saints to actually win a Super Bowl? What? Right. I don't. Yeah, right if, if, I, if I got Alvin Kamara I got, and Christian McCaffrey is there on the board, I'm happy with either one of them falling in my lap. Right. 
I mean, it doesn't it, have the other. Yeah, other I'm thing. good. All right, so here's the. I, I don't think you're good on this one though, because and that's nothing against this particular player, but there is another quarterback that he's kind of got his eye on. So Patrick Mahomes, number one. If you're just listening, ESPN top 100 NFL players as chosen by our NFL staff. Patrick Mahomes one, Aaron Donald two, Lamar Jackson three, Russell Wilson at number four. What do you think here? So Russell Wilson at four is the third quarterback in the in the top. Uh, Four, basically. Right. He's the third he's the third quarterback out of the four that we talked about so far. Correct. I don't think you know, I don't think he belongs there. Who does? Aaron Rodgers. You know where Aaron Rodgers is on this list? No, you're gonna tell me. I haven't turned the pages, but <laughs> that tells you something that he's not on the first page. No, on the first page is twenty three. Wow. Twenty three. For Aaron Rodgers. What do you yeah, think they just that? mad at Aaron Rodgers. So the, the, other, the other quarterbacks that they have ranked ahead of him, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, and Dak Prescott. Aaron Rodgers is right above Lamar Jackson. I, I don't get it. I mean, you know, I just I don't get it. I, I And when you look at it, Aaron Rodgers took his team to the NFC Championship game Basically, with me, you, and Jay Will at the receivers. Now, I obviously, obviously is De- yeah. I'm Devontae Adams of the group. I would like and, to be a slot guy. I'm crafty. I can get over the middle. But, but seriously, alligator arms. He took his team to the NFC Championship game. His touchdown interception ratio was ridiculous. Twenty six to four. We twenty six. Twenty six yeah. to four. Right. We discussed it. Yep. And how do you? He did all that work, bailed him out many times, and you have him at twenty three. First year head coach, the whole thing, offensive switch. All that. And you have him at 23. Is that because they selected Jordan Love? Because it can't be he's the fifth or sixth rated quarterback in the NFL. Like, seriously. Give me some more of that list, man. All right. Here is right below Aaron Rodgers, Ezekiel Elliott, cracking the top 25, but barely. What do you think about Zeke and the Cowboys just cracking the top 25? Well, he's outside of Saquon Barkley, Kamara McCaffrey, uh, I, I would say he's right there in the top four backs. So there's other positions that will be above him. Like for instance, my nephew is five. Yeah, which Michael I Thomas. believe from a nepotism standpoint, he should be higher. Right, because we do like to throw that around the country a little bit, using a little bit of nepotism to help out family members. So he should be a little bit higher. Um, but can I interject for one second? Can we just revisit Aaron Rodgers because I I, I got a note that I wanted to say to you when you think that he should be so high. So. Mm-hmm. His passer rating last year was 95.4. That was his third lowest since becoming a starter in 2008. Yes. His completion percentage was 62% in yards per attempt, or seven, were the second lowest in that time. Yes. How do you respond to that? He's throwing to me and you currently. He has nobody to get the football to. Now I'm out of the mix. Huh? You dropped me out of the mix. But now you're playing. You were there too. (laughs) So you're playing what if. So you, you still say that the talent ultimately. Is there just playing devil's advocate? Oh, like he's, you're saying he's, the talent he's, he's is still re- supreme he's, talent. He's ridiculous with the ball coming off the wrist. I, let me ask you this question though: Russell Wilson is at four. I, would you? And I know Pete Carroll. If I asked Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll would look me square in the eyes and say, "Yes, I love Russell. I would not trade him straight up for Aaron Rodgers." He would tell you that. Man, stop! Stop! How about you, Brady's thirty-two? That's because they're looking at his age. He moves systems. You know, it, I don't look at it that way. Can it, it? How many quarterbacks in the National Football League would you replace Aaron Rodgers with? How many?
many. That's a small list, Jay, right? Small list. It's a, it's in a, Russell Wilson's defense, he does rank 23rd all time in fourth quarterback um, in, in fourth quarterback comeback wins. That's, that's, that's cool. I hear you. The comeback wins is great. I mean, he's it's one of the most clutch cute. players. He's one of the most clutch players I in love, the league. I love I Russell Wilson. Don't get me wrong. But ain't no way in hell you passing up Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson. You're just not going to do it. You're not going to do that unless you don't know anything about football. Okay. How and Russell Wilson is dynamic. There's nothing wrong. He's wicked. But you're not passing up Aaron Rodgers. If you're joining us this morning, we're just discussing the top 100 NFL players as voted on by 46 staff members here at ESPN with the regular season set to go in eight days, Texans and Chiefs. Let's like go- like, like yeah. Tyreek Hill, for instance, Z. Tyreek Hill He's 11th is on this 11 list. and Julio Jones is 13. Julio is the with fourth wide receiver on this list. That's From crazy. a wide receiver standpoint, what do you think? I, I you know, that's 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 about you know, four receivers, he's in that mix. If Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins are on the board, I'm happy with any of them. I'm taking Which any of them that fall in my I'm gonna take my nephew. All right. That's <laughs> just because there's nepotism. Second? I'm gonna probably take Julio Jones. I'm gonna probably take Julio then. You know, DeAndre, but if I, for some reason I have to take DeAndre, I'm not crying. I'm oh. like, cool, we win still. Why Julio Jones over DeAndre Hopkins for you? I just, I just like, I just like, Size. I like them both, but yeah. I just, I don't know something about Julio. He just give it to you, but DeAndre give it to you too. I mean, it, it's just, when you start getting into that type of deal with those three dudes, I'm taking any other three, you know, I'll take them all and, and be good. J.J. Watt is the three-time, there's very few people walking around planet Earth that can say they're a three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. J.J. Watt, Ken, 38th. That's okay. That's okay? He's getting older. He's banged up in and out of the lineup. So I, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, there's guys ahead of him right on this list that you think about. Like, for instance, Joey Bosa's on the list at 18. You know, Jamal Adams at 19. Khalil, Khalil Mack. Mack at 21. So that's okay. I mean, you got other guys... You know, Bobby Wagner's ahead of him. He's just, he's still dominant, but he's kind of, you know, older guy now. Real quick, this is a guy that's a great player and football fans know him, but because he plays for the Patriots and he is rather quiet, doesn't stay a lot of stuff in the media. How about Stefan Gilmore in the top 10? I think that's a sneaky, great selection. <sighs> Not so much. What other corners are out there, right? I mean, Stefan Gilmore is team is, captain. I mean, he's just he's a, a, he's a, he's a shutdown guy for the New England Patriots. Um, he's a, he's the guy quiet. Like you said, it's up in new England. They're not really known for having dominant defensive backs like that outside of Ty law. And so when you look at it, you, you got to say, okay, uh, who's the, who's the other guys, who's the other guys in this league that you would put in the top 10 at that position? It's a good question, right? I mean, it's just such a subjective list. Yeah. You get the final There's word. There's some great no, no. young corners out there. But then the, the Pat Pete's of the world are a little bit older, so they lose some of that luster. Zubin, let me ask you this. You yeah. said Gilmore for you, right? Yep. You think he belongs in that conversation there? Why? I just think he is an impeccable player. I think he is a guy that embodies everything the Patriots are you know, all about. And I think there's great institutional anecdotal value. It's not all about stats. You know, right? Tr- Tredavious White is really good up in Buffalo. That's I mean, true. He's, he's solid. Um, I'm just trying to think. Of, like, you can't. You can't all of a sudden start putting in... Tredavious at 26, by the way. Is it 26? You yeah. can't wow. all of a sudden put in Richard Sherman because we like Sherm. You know, like Sherm's years are behind him. He's still solid, but he's not in that upper echelon cornerback conversation anymore. 
and Gilmore, obviously, the Defensive Player of the Year. So he's got some accolades here. here. Take a look at this list real quick. We're going to have the NFL's best insider, Adam Schefter, coming up here in just two minutes. Anything that really strikes you here real quick? Derrick Henry at 28 carried the Titans to the AFC title game. That's, that's fine. I mean, he's their, he's their bell cow. I mean, he's, he's carrying the load. Um, who else would be on this list? See, like, for instance, I'm looking at the list right now. I don't see. It's on ESPN.com, by the way, for our listeners that want to check it out after we're done. Or I right don't now. see. Um, see, like Richard Sherman is 67. Older but effective. Great teammate. Oh, older great but effective. But where is my man from Cleveland? Uh, Wade. See, I don't, like, I don't see him on the list. But when you start to look at it, it's like some people may not feel, you know, he's good. Now, uh. Lattimore from the Saints is at 54. Stefan Diggs at 79. Stefan, that seems a little low, doesn't it? But there's other positions ahead of him. And I think that's a good spot for him. I mean, when you're talking about being in the top 100, there's some other receivers that I would select before Diggs for sure. By the way, at 100, if you're just sort of wondering, right, Juju Smith-Schuster at 100 and right above him, Grunk. And see, Juju had a bad year last year. And they got him at 100. Right. We were catching passes from Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. Yeah, <laughs> but, be tough, but, right? <laughs> but still, he had a bad statistical year, but they got him at 100 with ben, Big Ben coming back in the fold. They think that, you know, he could have a good year. And, you know, like Darius Slay from the, from the Eagles. Right. He's here. He's sitting there at 61. And everybody complained about the Eagles secondary not being very good. So it's all subjective opinions. I just think that when you start talking about Aaron Rodgers, how this conversation really started, he's – 23, but Russell Wilson is four. I just don't – that say, doesn't even sound right to I'm me. I'm curious how, how, how they value this due to – is it what position they value more that's more effective in the game, or is it just sheer talent? I, I, don't, I, I don't – I don't know I don't know what the I think the question parameters is simply going into this, this 2020 list. NFL season, who do you think will turn out to be the top 100 players in the league? So more of a predictive, a predictive where your analysis. past does and, account for what this list will be. And they're probably thinking when Aaron Rodgers at 23, they didn't draft any receivers that make any sense. They don't have anybody except Devontae Adams. So they're probably assuming – that he's going to have a bad year and not the year that he had a year ago. Fair enough. Again, the list is on ESPN.com. Go dig into it the way we did. The NFL's best insider is one minute away. But first, here comes your Sports Center updates. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you 
to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. 10 to shoot, 14 seconds to go in Game 7. Mitchell had a poke from behind by Harris, a steal. Jamal Murray's got it with 8 seconds to go. And a missed layup on one end no by out. Denver. Three seconds to go, down two. This is Conley for the win. Oh, it circled the rim, no good. And the Denver Nuggets come back from down three games to one to beat the Utah Jazz in Game 7, 80-78. to Heart-stopping finish. Mark Kestesher and P.J. Carlissimo on ESPN Radio. You'll hear them all the way through the NBA Finals on ESPN Radio. Nuggets rally from 3-1 down, as you heard Kesty say. They've never done it in franchise history. It's only the 12th team in league history. To do it, they get the Clippers up next. Game one is on Thursday. Let's switch gears to the East. The Celtics find themselves up 2-0. Beat the Raptors 102-99. They are halfway home to the Conference Finals, a place Boston has been a... Plenty of times. They're looking for their 18th NBA championship. Game two in the other Eastern Conference semifinal series. Heat Bucks, 6.30 p.m. Eastern tonight on ESPN. And then game seven between the Thunder and the Rockets at 9 Eastern on ESPN. Big night for Hoop fans tonight here on ESPN. One more note from the NFL with Adam Schefter standing by. Alvin Kamara set to return to practice today. Heading into the final year of his rookie deal. I think we all agree that he's probably outperformed it. And our Jeremy Fowler is saying the team and Kamara's reps are closer moving towards a long-term deal. Again, regular season opener for them against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Sports Center is brought to you by AutoZone. Need a part for your car and need it fast? AutoZone is more ways for you to get it however you want it, like free next-day delivery or free same-day pickup in-store or curbside. The choice is up to you. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Let's bring in the NFL's best insider, Adam Schefter, with us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. It's always great to talk NFL with him. Eight days away. Let's start here in Cleveland. Adam, I heard Baker Mayfield say last week, last year was total and complete chaos. They had so much noise around the organization. Now it's like a church mouse. It's totally quiet. What's the mantra? What's going on there with this approach? Well, the circus that was in Cleveland left and has gone to Tampa Bay in the interim. <laughs> and basically, you've got a new general manager in Andrew Berry, a new head coach in Kevin Stefanski, and the noise that accompanied this team last year has quieted quite a bit. I think people are more interested in seeing Ben Roethlisberger return in Pittsburgh, the return of the NFL's reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, even the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. The Browns are the least sexy story in the AFC North this season. And so they're flying under the radar, which is a good thing for this team. They don't need any more attention. Let them win before we anoint the Cleveland Browns as a contender. And I think that they're very encouraged by what they've seen so far from their team this summer. Adam, where are the New Orleans Saints right now in negotiations with Alvin Kamara? He's obviously trying to get that McCaffrey money. Could that happen soon? Listen, let me say this. The Bengals and Joe Mixon were far apart about 48 hours ago. And all of a sudden, as the season gets closer, bam, the two sides get closer together and they hammer out a deal. And yes, at this current time, 
The Saints and Kamara are wide apart on a contract negotiation. They're trying to make progress. They're trying to bridge their differences. They both know that they need to get this done somehow, some way. He's a great running back. They're a great team. And they've been talking about a contract all through the summer, really all through the offseason. They still remain apart by a couple of million dollars per year, roughly. And so while that negotiation's going on, I don't think Alvin Kamara's been real happy with the way it's gone lately. I don't think the Saints have been real happy about the way it's been gone. I was told he was an unexcused absence for a few days. He would argue that it wasn't an unexcused absence, that he just wasn't there at all times, but he was in the building. So what's right and what's wrong? I'll tell you what's right. They have a dispute. They have an issue. He's going to be back at practice today, really for the first time since last week. And so the season now starts in about 10 days or so. They've got to figure this out one way or another. You've heard his name come up in trade talks. Again, not the plan for them. Wouldn't rule it out. Not looking to do that. But when you're going through one of these negotiations, and how many of them were you, had you gone through, Key, anything's possible, right? He doesn't show up. They're not happy. They'll listen to trade offers. He doesn't want to be there. So it's one of those things that basically, as long as there's no deal, there are a wide range of outcomes to this story. Let's stay with the running back position for a minute. Leonard Fournette is out on the streets right now looking for a job. How soon and when can he be signed and who with? Listen, he cleared waivers yesterday at 4.01. He was eligible to sign with another team at that particular moment. But every team in the league deemed it that he was not worth claiming for $4.167 million. Mm. So now he's got to go find a job for conceivably less than that because somebody would have claimed that contract if they wanted it, and nobody did. So, again, I would imagine that some team will be interested. I don't know that it's the long line of teams that some people would necessarily think. If you go back and look at his numbers and compare them to Joe Mixon, amazingly enough, the production between the two backs is not all that far off, and they're from the same draft. And so yesterday, Joe Mixon signs a four-year, $48 million contract. Leonard Fournette gets placed on waivers and clears waivers, and now is a free agent able to sign with another team. I was told there was interest from other teams. We'll see how quickly that interest turns into a deal. Shefty, why hasn't an NFL team signed Earl Thomas yet? Jay, if you look at it, right, he's bounced around. The Seahawks moved on from him. The Baltimore Ravens moved on from him. So if you have John Schneider, the general manager, and Pete Carroll, the head coach in Seattle, and John Harbaugh, the head coach, and Eric DaCosta, the general manager in Baltimore, basically moving on from a guy, I think that that spooks certain teams around the league. These are two of the more progressive organizations, two of the more thoughtful, well-run organizations in all of football. And if they're both saying goodbye to this particular player and there is an incident where he punches a player and there's video of it, I think people are concerned. And so I think people, teams have discussed whether to sign him. I think that Earl Thomas at this stage of his career probably recognizes that the days of him making the money that he did are behind him. And so there may be a time that comes where somebody is in need of a safety at that spot, but to date. The teams that are out there that have considered it have called around and not liked what they heard here or not liked what they heard, and they haven't had a big enough need at that position 
to date to go make that plunge right now. It does say a lot. John Harbaugh, one of the most respected coaches in the league. Eric DaCosta taking over for Ozzie Newsome. Highly respected, strong foundational organization with the Ravens. You can't make it work there. There might be reason to think he might not be able to make it work anywhere. That's the NFL's best insider, Adam Schefter. Adam, thank you so much. All right, Adam. I'll see thank you this guys. afternoon, man. Thanks, Shefty. You got it, Key. Look forward to it. Uh-huh. All right. They'll be on NFL Live this afternoon on ESPN. Real quick. So Leonard Fournette is a top five pick. In fact, Jay, he's a number four overall pick in his draft for four million bucks for a guy that's coming off his best statistical season and still is in the prime of his career and no takers. I heard Mina Kimes talk about this the other day on NFL Live. She was talking about the value that you can get him for. You know, if you can get him for less, I mean, obviously, you know, for a team maybe like Kansas City, you know, not have Adam Williams, could that be a good pickup? I mean, I think there are multiple locations for him, but it depends upon value. Yeah, and but you also got to look at what Adam was saying about Earl Thomas. When teams start to call around, you know, is the $4 million number that value, should that number be lower for the value because they may deem him a risk, a problem, a locker room issue, you know, because he did have some run-ins with the, the staff down in Jacksonville, but – you know, they, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. He'll certainly be playing football this year. He just won't be playing at a $4 million number. That's fair. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's home quote explore. Quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. Still to come, we'll fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Who are the two teams playing for the national title? Fill in the blank. When the Lakers and Clippers are both eliminated, if eh. it happens, who's Key going to be rooting for? Fill in the blank. Is Dabo going to be coaching in the NFL next season? The answer from those guys straight. That is next. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This is only our 13th show, but uh, Key is never at a loss for words, so I'm not really worried about this at all. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, here we are <laughs> on <ESPN> Radio <laughs> and the app. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Barkley will probably have me with that snarky little laugh when he joins us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. He's always got some good stuff to say. So let's straight up fill in the blank. These are big questions in the world of sports that need an answer, and my two guys here are ready to answer. Essentially, fill in the blank key would be the perfect wingman to Giannis. Jimmy Butler down in Miami. Can you get him, can you get him to move from Milwaukee to Miami? Pat Riley has a way of luring good high price free agents, right? Drop he, those rings on the table. He did with LeBron, right? Well, just a conversation. When you got a guy like that who's done it, who knows how to do it, he walks into the room with the hair, the slick, slick back, back, the Armani, you know, Armani suits. He just so he, he just knows how to do it. It's that conversation you can have. I like the Jimmy Butler take. I would go Bradley Beal oh. would be the perfect 1A for Giannis's 1B in the NBA playoffs just because he can shoot that thing. If you've been watching anything about basketball this year, I know the, the Washington Wizards have not been the best team, but they've been one of the most entertaining teams to watch them play. That, he can go and get it. But Jimmy just give you that dog with it though right it's just yeah. that i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put this on my back you know punch a wall like i, I just like that attitude beal quietly had an outstanding that's what i'm talking season, about zubin but they were terrible in the bubble nobody's paying attention to him get this guy some you need some help 
The saying, him and Giannis on the same team. Think about how their styles really complement each other. Real quick, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In our last segment, Key was hot when Aaron Rodgers not being one of the NFL's top 100 players. According to our list, he found himself down there outside of the top 20. So let's go more insular key. Let's go back into the division for the four teams in the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers will be fill in the blank, the best quarterback in his division this season. You got what? Stafford, this right? Is the question. You got Stafford. You got Foles slash Trubisky. Else. Something else. Why, and you got Kirk we, Cousins. But it's something this else here. Yeah. What? what skip this question. Got to be something. There's this a is not a good question. I'm waiting for it. So it's obviously one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Next question, man. Yeah, Get man. Out of here come with on, that. man. I'm just, Evan, we'll put this together. Get that question out of here. Now, this one might be just as strange. Chris Paul to the Knicks is not a good look. No, I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think that's a good look. If Chris Paul moving anywhere, we're gonna have the ability. Well, his contract, huh? He got eighty million left. He's got eighty million left. Thirty-five. We, we might be able to work if they want to move. We might be able to bring him to L.A. though. For the Lakers, okay. if he wants to do something with his cap space, I mean the money. Finally get that deal done. We finally can get it done because we will need a, a, a point guard like that. Man, you know? Point God. Point God. Point God. Point God. I mean, you know it better than I him, do because you played the position. Him, LeBron, AD. That's your whole team in cap space. Yeah, but that's all you need in a bunch of me's and use. <laughs> hey, look, me's is different than use. You better you know stop putting us in the same category. Well, you broke down now. I'm broke down now. <laughs> Z been broke down. So me's and you. I'm with you. I, I think he might get. If, 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 here's what I'll tell you. Let me cut you off, but I just did. All good. <laughs> he lives in L.A. Uh-huh. So I'm just putting it out there in the universe. He may be willing to take a pay cut to, of some sort to come home to play for the Lakers and get with LeBron and A.D. So I do believe that CP3 will try to revisit L.A., some form of fashion next two years. Yeah, that's what I'm talking but about. But I will say this for the Knicks, to the question, Chris Paul to the Knicks, long-term solution to culture, right? Like, I really think that Chris Paul is going to transcend into some kind of upper management role for a team eventually. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, if you can catch him on the back end of his deal, even if the money does come off and get him to imprint that DNA on the culture of the Knicks, maybe an assistant GM role, something to that degree – I would really love to have Chris Paul as an evaluator with the New York Knicks franchise down the line. But what about what about trying to win a championship as a player that he probably won't get it in OKC, right? So he's definitely not. So, the question is, somebody has to be willing to take on that contract. That's a colossal contract. No, but I'm saying if he's willing to give some chips back, right? If he's willing to give, some, I don't know how much he would have to shave off, but hey, if man. he's willing. Let me ask you a question, okay, Keyshawn Johnson. Your me. last two years of your career, you're owed forty million and forty-one million. How much, you, how, how much are you asking me to take off? Take $20 million off the table. Total. Right? Total. Not each year. Just total. Maybe. Maybe each year. No, you're tripping now. Now you're tripping. <laughs> now you're I'm tripping. Me, but if you $20 million me, a year? If you're telling me to take that off to win a championship, to, to have a, a legitimate opportunity to go to like a Keyshawn, Laker or— he's the second highest paid player in the league this year. Obviously, I know that. And the NBA PA wouldn't want him to do it because they don't want to set that type of precedent for players giving money back. But— to win a championship, to win a championship, he's got more money than God already. But to take a little sliver off to go try to win a championship with the Lakers, you ten million off a year, so then thirty million? No, not taking thirty million. I'll take, I'll take twenty combined, ten each year. 
Oh, 10 each year. Yeah, I'll, wow. take, the, I'll take that. Ten, I'll drop 10. I don't know if I'm giving to, back that To money. win a championship? You got to think about you, it, Jay. Are you trying to win a championship off the court or on the you, court? He's going to win off the court. He's, okay. gonna, he's I, winning I hear off the court anyway. I hear you. But I'm to just... think about it, it, to partner up with a with an AD and a LeBron and shave some of that off to go win a championship. I mean, are you? I, I don't know. We need to get an agent on the phone. Are you allowed just to say, hey, look, I'll take $10 million. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of questions legally well, if you can NBA do that. PA, NBA PA would have an issue with it because they don't want you giving money back. We got to step back into reality where uh, dropping ten mil is like nothing. We got to step back into reality of life here, right? When you I mean, think well, about that, that. that is their reality. Though. That's the reality. Yeah. That's his reality. He's making forty million dollars a year. Yeah. That's the reality. I just want my lunch reimbursed today. <laughs> you guys talking about that, well, that twenty-four dollars a day for lunch, man? Yeah, I, it's I, different living over here. You're going to be waiting for that quite some time. You do understand they take a while to get that back to you. <laughs> no doubt about it. Still to come, the expense one of the line best is long. Oh man, they do that on purpose so you don't want to sit there and fill it out. Exactly. They know what they're doing. Still to come, he's one of the best players of his era in NBA history, and his legacy is on the line in a first-round game tonight. Who are we talking about? We'll talk about it. <laughs> Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.